Hi, everyone. Welcome to um, a new, the first episode of the session. Um, we have a new set of people here, a new set of interns, and it's really exciting. Um, if everyone wants to say hello, we can all say hello, we can all say hi. I don't really know, whatever you guys want to do. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hi. So we have a good amount of people. We have Cadence, we have Kalia. I'm going to try to pronounce everyone's words, everyone's names right. Uh, Jaden, um, we have Kaylee, uh, Navdita, and Jahnavi, maybe? Janvi. Thank Janvi. you. Janvi. here. Um, that's our set of people today. Very exciting. Uh, so we, this episode isn't going to be like maybe the most bubbly. Um, if you could tell by our title on the channel, if it is a sensitive topic, I do suggest that you guys try to listen to another, our other episodes because it might be a sensitive topic for a lot of people to listen to um, at the moment. Um, but today we're going to be discussing the multiple school shootings, not just the most recent ones that we've had, for example, Michigan State University. Um, and all the ones in 2023, we've actually had 67 this year, and we're only in February. So that's an insane number. Um, so that's our main focus today. Um, I'm going to lead the discussion by just honestly saying that this generation or this world is one of the most upsetting thing I've ever come across. I've seen like I saw this recent TikTok. She was just saying like this, what lady was saying, women or teachers, I mean, teachers, parents don't want their kids wearing masks. Parents don't want their kid taking um, like certain vaccines, but they let their kids um, have guns or, and they think it's safety, they, it's, it's safe for them to have guns or they safe gun users um, until it's used in a wrong way. And I think it's so annoying that someone could think gun laws shouldn't be implied or put into action because they think they're safe gun users. Um, and it's one of the things we need right now. We don't need kids walking into classrooms with clear backpacks. We don't need um, metal scanners at every uh, front door of schools every morning before kids walk into classrooms. We need something to change. We don't need... Um, putting kids through that, especially like elementary school students or um, high school students or anybody in general. Nobody should have to live through that and live with the trauma that comes afterwards. So that's the introduction. If anyone wants to take the mic, it's usually just passed around. Go ahead. Um, so this relates very heavily to what we were just talking about in, in a seminar that we just had. Um, we kind of just discussed how impactful it must be for the people in these situations and the type of stress they're under and how that really forms who they are as people. Um, so I think it's like really important to bring up like the topic of mental health when talking about um, school shootings, because a lot of the time, um, not only the people who are in like our victims to the shooting have mental health problems, but the shooters themselves, um, like at the Michigan State University shooting, um, the shooter was um, said to have had like mental health issues, which is 
it's very important that we have like accessible re like resources for people just so that if they do need help and they recognize that they can reach out to somebody instead of you know taking such drastic measures as um harming other people since a lot of the time they think that's their only like outlet so i think that um you know just having everything be accessible for people and just awareness that this is a serious issue and it's happening more and more so it's very important for us to um you know just um like I've been saying bring awareness to mental health issues and just make an environment where we can like talk about this and not just have the mentality that it's not going to happen near you because you honestly never know who's going to be affected by this um so a lot of people need to realize that, um, you know, it can happen to anyone. And it's really important that we take action on this and not just like let them build up and the body count just build up over time. I agree. This shouldn't be something that we should have to adapt to. This should be something that we should try to prevent. Like we shouldn't just get used to the fact that school shootings exist and are prevalent and try and protect ourselves from that. I think that we should try and prevent them from ever happening because they can cause a lot of trauma, not just to the people in the shooting themselves, but their loved ones, anyone who's close to them. I mean, the horror that people have when they're about to lose someone who they care about, I mean, it's intense. And I think that we should try and prevent that feeling from ever occurring. Bouncing yeah, off what... Apologies. Nividya and Cadence said, I believe that a lot of this like kind of like school shooting and not shooting and stuff, it has to do a lot with our culture. Um, Here in the United States, it's become very stigmatized to even discuss mental health, despite what um, a lot of professionals and a lot of students have been taking up this chance to fight for it. The fact is that it, especially when you come from like a culture that's really against having you as a having you like breaking this perfect image it's really hard to get any sort of mental health and I feel like that also the culture here is also kind of pro-gun like 38 percent of Republicans actually cared more about having free guns like being able to access guns than even solving gun violence itself I believe that a major problem here is just that our culture has been fueling this sort of thing. And that I think the root cause of this is that we need to tackle that. I'd also like to add on to these school shootings from where I am from. These are taken really laxly. Sure, they crawl around us, but the fact is that our culture has also led us, and also it's kind of a teenage brain, has led us to ignore these, to prevent, think that they won't happen until they do. And then it's become something that's intrinsically part of your life, haunting you for the rest of these days. After all, PTSD is a thing, and I feel like we should be tackling these kinds of things rather than, like, let's leave our parties, let's leave our, like, party ideals and that out the door. Let's just focus on the fact that these are happening to teenagers, to the children. Aren't these the people we're supposed to guarantee, supposed to make sure that our country is childhood? After all, they're our future. Why are we the ones, due to our laxness, just subjecting them to this kind of thing? Yeah, I think that, like, and 
like all the articles I've read about like just any school shooting, a lot of the shooters themselves have had mental health issues. And I think it's like we need to advocate to normalize having these issues and normalize getting help when you need it, no matter cost or like anything. And also, um, yeah, I definitely agree that it's not Democrat versus Republic. It's like solving issues. It's not focused on which group you think is right. It's about solving the problem at hand. I think that part of the way that we all try to protect ourselves and try to pretend that school shootings don't exist is like, it's our brain's defense mechanism. You know, immediately we'll try and go to self-denial. It's like, oh, this will happen to me. Oh, this will never happen to me. But we never know. And in the back of our heads, we know that. We know that we never know, but we try and pretend that it'll never happen. And when it does happen, I think that that's part of what makes it so impactful because you're not expecting it and you try to pretend they won't happen. And I think that we should really try and normalize the idea that this exists and not just deny it all the time. And we should try and create more reforms as to fixing the problem and to directly addressing it and the idea um, of it and mental health's involvement in it rather than just ignoring it. Um, Off that, I feel like, especially from where I am, it is just this fact that there is no access, especially to teens, to the people this really affects because they haven't, I guess, they haven't really, like, adapted to this. There's just no access to therapy. I believe at my school, I believe, like, there's a long list of appointments you have to wait like a few months or so, I guess it depends on where you're from. There's just no access to this. And a lot of parents with that culture thing I mentioned earlier, they're just not going to take you to school. In fact, they'd rather, I guess, go along the way of yelling you, making you feel worse because that's what their culture has taught them to do. So I feel like there's just something we need to, there's just something wrong. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, it's all right. Um, I'm sure. I'm so sorry. Um, but I was gonna just bring up a point that we spoke about in the seminar, um, that we held. It was about like social media, and it's like the direct effect that social media has on these types of like events, um, in both a positive and a negative way, um, because it does have a positive effect of just like letting people know that these issues are serious. And they do happen to like a lot of people like around the world. Um, And the negative effect obviously is spreading the ideas of these um, shootings because um, I said it earlier um, to someone else, but the amount of like posts on Snapchat that'll say, I'm gonna shoot up to school tomorrow. um, Like they're really harmful to um other students because they might have gone through something like this um personally my school um we had a shooting um once and um like short shortly after that all the other high schools in um my my um city um I live in New York um they had like threats that people were going to bring guns to school and I think that people don't realize the harm that they're doing and the seriousness of the actions that they're taking online um, because 
a lot of the time through the internet, you, your words, you don't have as much of a filter. You don't hold back as much. That's why cyberbullying as well is like a very prominent issue um, because people don't understand the weight of their words when they're looking through a screen. So when people make these threats and then the next day there's metal detectors at schools and their school goes under like police enforcement, they don't realize that their actions led to this point. Um, and it really brings into perspective the weight of what we're doing and how much of an impact we really have on like the world around us. Right. Um, I wanted to say like a couple of things, but um, going back to the original, um, see, as soon as I start talking, I forget what I'm going to say. Um, a lot of things about mental health are mentioned. I don't know if every if everyone here is familiar with the Sandy Hook elementary sh shooting, um, but that was one of the biggest ones. Um, with that one, there there was a teacher who I believe literally shoved sixteen of her students in this tiny bathroom, and they all consider her like the teacher who saved their lives. And shortly after that shooting, she actually held um, like a bunch of classes throughout the year. So okay, no. Let me back backtrack a little bit. After the shooting had happened, a lot of people around the country were sending the school a bunch of gifts like teddy bears and flowers and all things for the kids. And she asked the kids, she was like, why do you think these, these people are doing this for you? And the kids responded, oh, they want us to be happy. And so the teacher's like, oh, well, we want people to be happy too. And so she started holding like, <clears throat> in elementary classes, she started holding like um, classes to make sure everyone feels loved and like no one should feel like outcast just to make sure like nothing is going to come out of those classrooms when they do when they do grow up um so that was to really I don't know it came in my head when we were talking about the mental health problems with active shooters um and then also I think it's I forgot who mentioned this but I think it's so upsetting that we have to come to a point where we do have to accept something like this is going to happen to us because that's the kind of cool world we do live in um and we also have to take into account that our parents like I feel like have it terribly because they um, sometimes fear like in the back of their heads, even though they might not have been to admit to it, they're going to send their kids to school and they, they, they might not come back home. Their parents, like from the Michigan State University, those kids literally lived in dorms. Like their parents have not seen them and their parents did not know something like this was going to happen. And I think a lot of the time people just assume, oh, it's the type of shooters because Sometimes in high school, there's going to be someone um, in that high school specifically who uses the excuse of bullying. They feel like that's going to be their only way. People think, oh, if they don't have that type of people in their high school, it's not going to happen. And um, what's it called? I feel like with, um, for example, the Michigan State, and I'm referring back to it a lot, it was just a random person. Like it had, it was it, nothing, nothing had to do with the university. And they walked in and had killed three people and I believe wounded five who are still fighting for their lives. Um, so people really need to um, not only make sure they're not going back to, they're not saying things, um, not only on social, social media, but just treating everyone with kindness um, because you don't know if the things you'd say is going to change the way someone um, thinks. And I've personally heard so many like uh, first person stories about shootings and it's so like heartbreaking to hear. And I've seen actually someone, 
So there was a girl at this other school I knew. Um, I forgot what, what school what school it was, but she, um, there was someone in her class who was always referred to as the quiet kid. And she was telling me like, nobody ever talks to this kid. And he just was always quiet. He never spoke a word. Nobody knew anything about him. And one day she decided to just talk to him and ask him how he's doing and talk to him, just be friendly. And I think later um, when he went off to college, I think they were sophomores in high school, but later when he went off to college, um, he texted her one day, he was like, I was going to like, I was going to actively shoot the school down that day because I felt like I was being bullied and I felt like nobody cared about me. And I felt like um, this is the only choice that I had to make a statement to make me feel like I was seen and that she prevented him from doing that that day. And that alone just shows like the, the smallest actions anyone can do can prevent so much from happening. Nobody knows what could have happened that day. Nobody knows the, how many lives that could have been lost that day. Um, so um, definitely very be cautious of what you say around people. Um, and two, um, don't be, don't be closed minded about the fact that just because someone is in your school or, um, everyone's happy in your school, everyone puts on that happy face that you think it's not going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with your point. And, um, I know that one of a few, I think it's multiple of the victims of Michigan State University shooting um, they were also um, present during the Sandy Hook shooting um, when they were younger, which I think is an extreme tragedy. Um, I don't think anyone should ever have to go through that once in their life, let alone like two times. Um, and the fact that it happened to the same people again is such, such a scary experience um, because, you know, you go to school and you want to be safe. And you expect your school to protect you, but a lot of the times there aren't enough safety measures in place to ensure that you are going to be safe while you're at school. And speaking from personal experience, um, being in the situation where there is an active shooter outside of your school, every single thought goes through your mind and um, like you're honestly so scared for your life. Like, and when I went through something similar, um, obviously it wasn't at the same degree as what the students at Michigan State University went through. Um, but there was a shooter outside of my school um, and they actually shot somebody on our football team. Um, he was okay, but um, you know, he, I think they shot him like in the leg and he can't play football anymore. Um, but like going through that experience um like my friends were texting me like crazy like my friends that go to completely different schools like everybody hears about it and they don't realize the degree of it until it happens to somebody that you know and I don't think it's, we should wait for that I think we need to enforce something about like regulations like what can happen like the gun laws in um the United States i think we need to reassess what we have so far um because somebody said it before um we're not it's not republicans versus democrats it's it's like life and death so it's the fate of our students that we're really like taking into account um which i think is extremely important for you know 
um, us to just consider when talking about such serious topics. Um, so like, I don't know. I just think that we need to honestly take what we have at this current moment in our school systems and in our country for gun laws and just start over and make them stricter and limit who has access to weapons because if they're going to be using it for things other than their own protection um if they're going to use it to be harmful towards others they really shouldn't be allowed to um carry weapons especially near a school um cadence uh that's oh sorry i'd like to um that was a really good point i'd just like to pose the question that do we really want this to be the defining point of our decade to be our decade to be known as the decade where people died because of other people's opinions and i feel like this is an intrinsic failing of our system schools yes they've been posting these regulations and i do think they help in some part but the problem is they're not enforcing them enough where 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 my school is sure there's medical detectors and everything but the teachers are checking them maybe once or twice letting you off despite the fact there's a box on the screen clearly showing that there's something maybe dangerous in there and then there's like a way you can go around the school and enter there's all these things yes they're doing something but the fact is it's not enough no regulation is going to work unless there's true effort there's a true cause behind this and the fact is that is never that is not I know the teachers understand this and stuff but the problem is this is not transmitting to students the very people who are going to lead our future. Another thing, like Kaden was saying, this isn't a thing of life and death. This is this isn't a problem of Democrats and Republicans. This is a thing of life and death. Yet it has become a Democrat Republican problem. Thirty eight percent of Republicans, I believe, believe it's more important to allow everyone access to guns than to prevent gun violence itself. Why is it that party lines must be our barrier, must be our barrier to prevent anything from being solved? After all, it's life or death. Why are we putting the lives of students at risk like this? I just believe in the end there is something that... I just, there's just something failing here. There's something that needs to be fixed. And I feel like the biggest part to this is the fact that I believe other people mentioning, yeah, it's there and everything. But the fact is you don't acknowledge it. You don't understand what's happening until it's right in front of your face. And that was like a major problem. I believe at my elementary school, yeah, there was this robbery, armed robber just going through the school. But the fact is the teachers didn't know. Sure, the school administrators knows, but the teachers didn't know. The students didn't know. We're locked inside our classroom. The teachers yet continues teaching like normal because they believed there was not going to be a threat. But the truth is, what if there was one? What kind of impact would have that had on a bunch of elementary schoolers? There needs to be more importance put on this because the fact is this is not a light topic. This is a heavy topic and should be treated as such by schools. And I believe a part that plays into this is the fact that schools and education centers, they are banning us discussing topics like this. They're banning students from discussing 
not even students, teachers from even mentioning the topics that it doesn't matter what, sure, I, this is a kind of opinion, what um, English, Shakespeare is saying, it matters what current problems our society is facing. I believe there's bill in the works right now. We're not a, it's banning teachers from discussing even what the word gay means, from discussing sexual education. That intrinsically prevents students from being able to understand themselves. That creates this breeding environment of prejudice and discrimination. The fact is, why are we allowing any of this to occur? We all have this power in the hands, in our hands. So why do we let this continue? That was really a really good point. Um, so the metal detectors, metal detectors, and just that's not a permanent solution. And um, I know schools can't really do a lot, but they can make us like trying to make us feel protected. But I think a big portion is also, I know when I was in elementary school and middle school, we all had like bullying assemblies and stuff like that. But we really, schools really do need to advocate more for for bullying because that is a problem that goes that forces people to act on things that they think is the only way out of this and I don't think that it's they need to be informed and they need to stop it so it won't spread to other kids and cause this again I think um the point that you brought up Kalia is that how you say your name it's Kalia Kalia okay sorry um but I think that point, like, we need more of an awareness in schools for, like, the seriousness of the issues. Um, you know, I think, although the metal detectors, they really don't do a lot. I had metal detectors today at school. And we look at it as, like, either, like, an annoyance, like, because we're going to get to class late, or we're happy about it because we're going to get to, like, one of our classes late, which I think is such a terrible way to look at something that's supposed to be preventing us from harm, and, like, it's supposed to be, like, acting as, like, a sense of safety, and it's supposed to reassure you, but one of the days that I had metal detectors in my school, we had an ambulance come to the school the same exact day because there was a fight and somebody got like very hurt. So obviously what we're doing right now isn't enough. Um, and we need to take a very serious stance on like the issue and genuinely like enact change as opposed to, you know, just shoving metal detectors in a school for a day and hoping that the situation gets resolved because that's not enough and it's not really going to solve any of the issues. I agree there needs to be more done regarding protection of schools and areas and also like I feel like many people are quick to judge the perpetrator of a school shooting because they just assume that they're a bad person but no human being is either bad or either good like everyone has like more than one dimension to them and I think that it's important to acknowledge that with Michigan State shooting for example that the um, shooter had mental health issues, but also for other school shootings that may have occurred or for other acts of violence, the perpetrator is not just an evil person. You know, they have their own lives. And I think that a lot of that stems from their childhood. I mean, their their childhood and like their formative years, like their teenage years and the most important years that can impact how they turn out as an adult. And I think that while school should be physically protected, 
school should also have this environment of emotional safety and feeling like you can be vulnerable and you can be loved and cared for with no judgment in that environment. And I think that's very important to preventing more acts of violence. Thanks for the great point, Navita, if I'm saying your name properly. I do believe on top of that, the fact is these kinds of events, while they they should never be happening, the problem is they're also going to be breeding these kinds of situations for discrimination. For example, I believe, as Navita said, the or and other people said, um, the recent Michigan State University shooting, the it was revealed that the shooter McRae had severe ment- had mental health problems like he fell into deep depression and other things. The fact is that no matter what, people are going to just they're going to just um let's say they're going to just define that as they're going to define all mental health problems as this, this, and this. The fact is that these kinds of problems are compounding, creating this rolling ball of problems. Adding to that, um, it's just mental health problems. Our, our judicial system, our legislative system, whatever, it's focused on creating stop-hold solutions. It's always short-term. That's the problem. It never focuses in long-term. Like in prison, let's say, not McRae, but let's say someone who had another person who had mental health issues. They're going to be sentenced, sure. They're going to be left there. They're not. In most prisons, especially for those in lower income areas that often have more problems with these kinds of mental health issues, they're going to be the ones who are not going to receive any treatment because they're going to go to a lower income jail. And that treatment, well, when they get released, this is just pretty perpetuation. That they're going to come back out and do it again, do it again, do it again. The problem is we're creating stockholders. We're going to sentence them, sure. But we need to create a solution where we can allow them. We can create the system where they will be helped. Because after all, as Nibiza said, everything's not black and white. They're just not evil. Then sure, they may not be exactly the pure epitome of good, but no one is. And I feel like we should be addressing that. These people are humans. And it's like this kind of thing. It's desensitizing people. It's creating this kind of dehumanization of these shooters. Because after all, Sure, we are the victims, but they are the victims too. I believe McRae said um, he was a victim because he um, he had emotional problems after his mother's death because he couldn't cope properly. And I believe for that, for everyone here, as it's mostly, I believe this is podcast is meant to reach teenagers. What do you believe would be a way that teenagers could help address this problem and other problems in their schools and areas? Okay, <clears throat> before before I answer that question. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple things I do want to say really quickly. Um, I feel like it's it's very hard to, uh, uh, like, take what we what we just said very differently. I think, that even though there are people that do have mental health problems that do suffer from mental health problems, there are parents out there that do not have their kids anymore. Like they, it, it's and also for example the Parkland high school shooting. That was, a, 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 I believe, a 17-year-old boy in the high school. And literally after he got arrested and pled guilty, two years later, he acted like he had mental health problems, and he did not. Um, the excuse of you are bullied or whatever does not mean you can go shoot up a school and kill 26 children. Um, I agree. 
Oh, sorry about that. I agree with the points you're posing, and I unfortunately did not. I've not. I heard about the Parkland shooting. I had not heard about the reasons of that. But I wasn't trying to discredit the discredit the victims or the families. I believe absolutely in their cause and the fact that they should have not lost their kids in the first place. I was just I was just saying that society likes to discredit the shooters as they are. I believe that we could prevent these shootings. We could prevent even more people from losing their children because while we cannot do anything about the past, we can use the past to help us create a future where they do not. There ha- doesn't need to be any more people, no family, no friends, sons, no daughters, no people lost to a shooting because, because problems of our system. I'm not trying to discredit that. I was just saying that I believe that um, the shooters themselves, while they may not be victims in a conventional way, there is a reason why they have committed what they've done and that needs yeah. to be addressed rather than just putting them in prison because all that's going to do is just perpetuate it's going to create this sense of revenge like why did this person put me in prison after all I've done nothing wrong I believe yeah. we just need to create a system where that is addressed yeah no no I, I understand I was just making sure that the like it's not taken a different way but I completely understand what you're saying um also adding on to that point I actually wrote, did write a paper about how um people who are incarcerated do not like they are not given mental health they're not given like um therapy they're not giving them medication like even if literally they're it's evident that they do need medication they're not given that medication like for their mental health problems and I think that's very upsetting and that's something we need to change um and on top of like protection on a school level I think we need to think a lot bigger like from a governmental level and from our police um authority level because in so many in so many schools, like the Rob Elementary, the Texas Rob Elementary school shooting, those officers, I swear to God, did not walk into that school. They sat outside as children lost their lives, and they they said they couldn't do anything about it. Like you could have walked in and prevented a lot from happening, but you stood outside and you waited for something to come out to you. Or um, the Michigan State University, the students got an email about the shooter thirty minutes after the first gunshot went off, and the email was of run hide. So I'm like, like, it's not something kids, students, college students want to hear. And I think that's something that really does need to be changed. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. There's a lot more I want to say, but we do have less than a minute. So I do want to wrap up really fast. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, very sensitive topic. I hope it reaches a good audience. And it was um, helpful for some of the people who um, are listening. Okay, you know me. I be trying, like I always do. Like I try not to because I feel bad, but I always try to finish within the time slot on Zoom. But sometimes it's just not possible because there's a lot to say, um, especially about this topic. It is an extremely sensitive one, and I feel like um, we should have had a lot longer to talk about it. Uh, this episode, we did have a- so many good points, and I'm so um, glad that there were a lot of points that were. Um, across today um and i hope you guys enjoy it just as much as i enjoyed listening to everyone um round of applause for our new interns this is their first one i'm so excited they did really good um but uh to the actual topic we need to this this needs to change there shouldn't be um parents shouldn't fear their kids going to school that that might be the last time they see them Students should shouldn't fear somewhere they're supposed to get an education. 
They shouldn't fear somewhere they're going to start memories and they're going to continue to hold those memories. There are so many people like there um, I've seen, I've I've, uh, watched a lot of people talk about their experiences with the Sandy Hook elementary shooting and also the Michigan State one. And just think about that. Like throughout your living, you live through two school shootings, not one, two. Like it's not even the idea that, oh, there's a possibility this, like we can't go around thinking, this might not happen to us. It's happened to someone twice in their life. Twice. Like that percentage rate is unbelievable. And it's so sad. Um, and so many of them have like PTSD, like t- just the, comp- I don't want to use like graphic imagery in this episode. So if you want to skip the next like maybe minute, um, please feel free to do so. But like, uh, imagery i have heard students describe of how they went around and they saw um their friends shot and they laid dead they acted dead um in a pile of actual dead bodies it's graphic it's terrifying and that like coming from someone who's never like lived through something like that it's it sounds horrible and i would never wish that upon anyone um and there's i've seen a lot of people who are being interviewed after the shootings where they have like reactions to loud noises like uh physical reactions like they they it's like a jump scare kind of type of reaction and that's so sad you know and some of them have to go face to face with the person who shot um their friends um for the school shooters they have to go face to face with them once they give their statements in court and it's unbelievable so that needs to change that needs to change um gun control needs to be talked about it needs to be changed it needs to be put into effect gun control needs to be put in effect it's not cons- it, it's safe until you think it's uh, parents who own guns you think it's safe until they're put in their hands of your son or your daughter who's not thinking straight and takes it out on a school it's safe until it isn't one day and we need to take that into account once again, this is this was a very different episode than um, our usual bubbly ones, and I apologize if it did once again bring up um, memories for some of us. If you did go through um, something similar, or if you lost lost a loved one um, through this, I'm extremely sorry for your loss, and I pray that everything gets better for you. Um, and I hope you live to see change in the world um, with that aspect. But thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys next week. Bye.